0: Hey everyone! Before we start today's episode, we wanted to address last week's episode, which we have since deleted. We actually recorded today's episode before that episode aired, um, so we're adding this on separately, and that's why we didn't talk about it in the, in episode, the episode
1: itself. We were actually ahead of ourselves for one time. Yeah. So we have um, we've removed last week's episode and. We just wanted to let you know that we both feel really, really sorry that this episode was hurtful to people in the community. We didn't realize how Jackie's words would be received. And, you know, I think we both realize now that we should have known better.
0: We're sorry for being thoughtless and that the episode hurt people. And, you know, we want to be clear that what we believe personally is that therapy is incredible, whether or not you are in crisis. And seeking out therapy is not weak, it's incredibly brave. And that every single person could benefit from being in therapy. And I know a lot of people took issue with the fact that there was a BetterHelp ad in that episode. That's on me. Uh, I thought it would be a good compliment that people I thought so too. thinking about potentially uh, doing some work on themselves and that BetterHelp would be a great resource.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, a lot of other people disagreed and thought that was a careless, thoughtless thing. And I'm, I'm very sorry. That was on me.
1: Yeah. And we also want to say coaching is not a substitute for therapy. It's been a huge help in my own personal life. And, um, I'd wanted to talk about that. I was excited. Um, and I think that we now realize that by elevating Jackie as a mental health expert, we were being really dismissive of all the training, all the work, everything that goes in by professional licensed therapists. And, um, we feel, we feel really sorry about that. You know, this relationship I have with Jackie is super important to me, but that's, it's a one-on-one thing. and um...
0: Yeah, and we're incredibly sorry we didn't mean to minimize the uh, training, uh, the years of education and hard work that goes into becoming a therapist and also the fact that a therapist are specially trained to... Uh, deal with mental health issues uh, safely and appropriately, whereas the coaching industry is completely unregulated and credentials vary widely.
1: Yes, so um, we really just appreciate all of the thoughtful conversation in the Facebook community, and um, it did take us a little while to respond because we've we've had a lot of conversations behind the scenes. I, I, we've been talking. I've been talking to Jackie. We've been talking to friends whose opinions we've val- we really value to you know figure out a way to move forward and um, to learn and grow and just do better
0: yeah and again our deepest apologies to uh, people who are hurt by this episode you know we look at this as a learning opportunity we want to do better going forward um, and hope you'll stick with us okay now on to the episode (laughs)
1: Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And today it's just us. And we have a very fun little pop culture episode for you. So today, I don't know about you guys, but I have been watching so many movies and so much TV, adding like tons of new podcasts to my repertoire. So I just felt like this was a great day to just talk about all that because I'm always looking for recommendations. And Becca, we should start a thread in the Facebook group to get everyone else's recommendations too because I want more. I am
0: I feel like I have less to recommend than you. I'm here for the recommendation, so bring them on.
1: I feel like this is a role reversal. You're so ahead of me on pop culture stuff. Yeah, but you watch way more movies and TV than I do. I've yeah, been in a you, hole. This and you know about like celebrity news and rabbit holes, whereas I don't. Yeah, I feel like I've been in a hole the past, uh, the past month of um, just in my own
0: world. So I haven't yeah. consumed that much. But before we get to that, this episode is brought to you by Knight, the makers of our all-time favorite pillow and the face mask we can't stop raving about. So today, we're going to talk about the dual-sided skincare pillowcase, and we have an exclusive offer just for Bad on Paper listeners. Head to discoverknight.com, and you can buy one skincare pillowcase and get one free with the code BOP.
1: So, Becca, what is your high this week?
0: I don't know. You don't know? I don't know? feel bad. I don't.
1: Uh, nothing- I feel like you're just in a work bubble.
0: <laughs> I am in a work bubble. And I'm sick of – I feel like last time I was like, yeah, rom Pods is going well. I'm writing again, which is good for my book. So that's good. Um, I don't know. I'm a little sick of myself. I don't have anything new going on.
1: I feel like you've got a lot of exciting work stuff going on. You can't really talk about a lot of it because it's not ready.
0: Well, there's that. But it's also – there's a lot of stuff that's just like longer term. So I just feel like every week I'm like, still – Still good, still good. So yeah. I don't know. I I literally did nothing this weekend. I didn't. I I left my house for a walk, and that's it. So
1: I don't know. I'm just
0: uh just keeping on. Tell Sometimes me yours. You need, you need that.
1: Well, my high was we went to dinner um at Lola last week.
0: Oh my god! Now I feel like an asshole because I wasn't like my high was our dinner <laughs> that I was also at.
1: You guys, Lola, it's Lola Taverna. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Becca introduced me to this place this summer, and it's just such incredible Greek food. So our thing is is that we get this these dips, and the is it the roasted red pepper dip? What is it? No, it's the feta dip, spicy feta dip. There's a spicy feta dip, and you have to order three. But I make us get two of the spicy feta dip, so we each get our own personal spicy feta dip because it's that good. Grace is very committed to the
0: spicy feta life.
1: The Greek salad and the um. Oh my God. What, the and the steak. steak.
0: The steak. It's one of my favorite restaurants, but that's not surprising because do you know who
1: owns it? It's owned oh. by the same people as Vic's and Rosie's. Oh, I had no idea. That makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah. So that was one high. I have three highs. So I'll just. I'm can involved be your high. in two of them, but I didn't pick either. And now I feel like an asshole. And then um, tomorrow night, we have a fun friend date with, with Ashley Heseltine. Um, Raina Greenberg, and Casey Balsham. And I'm just calling them our funny friends because I just sit very quietly when we're with them because they are all so funny. Um, And I think, are we doing Britney bingo? I think so. I think we are doing outdoor free Britney drag bingo. I can't wait. So that is not a high yet, but by the time that this episode drops, that will have transpired. And then my third is that I um, found out on Friday that I got a third year of Sephora squad. I'm so proud of you. And like, we had gone back and forth like a lot because, um, the sales numbers and things that I drove were really good, but they don't generally work with people for more than two years. So it was a huge honor that it, that it's happening. I really did not think that it was going to happen. So it just makes me happy. And, you know, I talk all the time about the importance of long-term partnerships and this is such a big one for me.
0: I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Um, do
1: you have a low or are you just nothing this
0: week? <sighs> I'm nothing this week. I mean, my low, my micro low is that I'm currently in the midst of an eight hour string of calls and meetings and I, I don't even know where I am anymore, which is so wild because when I worked in house, when I worked full time, I was like a professional meeting attender. Like I did this every single day.
1: Oh my gosh! I know you did, and, and it, I did too. Actually, back in the day, but yeah, I I don't I couldn't do that. And I mean, this is the first time in a long time that
0: I've been on like literally a full eight hour stretch of meeting. So yeah, I mean that's not great, but it's imminently over at the end of the day. So I'm dealing. I don't yeah. know. No, I I'm nothing this week. That's what, okay. Do you have a low? You're just neutral.
1: You're very neutral. neutral. I have no low. So. Yeah, I have no low. Even the cat's been nice to me. Like, everything's just – there's nothing really exciting happening right now, but nothing bad. Okay. Yeah. Shall we talk about some some pop culture? I think we should. Guide so, us, Grace.
0: I feel like you're going to be our, our so, I mean, first of moderator of, today.
1: Do we know what's going on with award season movies? When are the Oscars?
0: I don't know. The Golden Globes just happened. And do you want to know? I learned something about the Golden Globes. I didn't watch them, but I learned something about it. Um, I learned that not that you can buy a Golden Globe, but basically like with the Oscars, for instance, like you're not allowed to campaign. And for the Golden Globes, it's like very much encouraged that they take the deciding body. They like appeal to them, whether that's through parties or trips or billboards or like they they have like a marketing campaign to get to win a golden globe and i guess because there was a big controversy about emily in paris that emily in paris got nominated for a golden globe which how did that happen well that's the thing um which you know like don't get me wrong i watched emily in paris and like would probably watch a season 2 but it was terrible it yeah it was in I mean, no way deserving of a Golden Globe nomination. And even the creators, even the writers were saying that that was ridiculous because it was um, – they ended up snubbing – did you watch the show I Will Destroy You?
1: No, but I, I I read about how I Will Destroy You was snubbed. and
0: Right. And so the writers were, were really up in arms that Emily – the writers of Emily in Paris were up in arms that Emily in Paris got nominated. But I guess before quarantine, they had like this big – push and they took all of the, I can't remember what the deciding body is called, but they took
1: them on this like huge trip to Paris. that is so interesting to me. And it makes it, I I just started like snickering in the background because when the writers of a show are ups, are up in arms over it, like that really says something. It kind of ruins something
0: for me though. Um, just knowing that not that they can be bought, but that these, that they can be swayed and it's not truly a indicator of I don't know like substance so that I don't know I I was like that's
1: such a downer I totally agree I had never I didn't know that and I'm I'm a little upset now
0: I mean I was into um I mean it's so awkward to see how because usually I I care a lot about the red carpet like to the same basically like the same
1: degree that I care about the awards yeah I missed the red carpet this year well I thought it was
0: so funny and sometimes awkward to see people the instagrams of people like totally dressed up at home and then also the discrepancy where jason sudeikis accepted his in like a tie-dye hoodie versus you know some of the other people were in evening formal wear
1: that's so funny i didn't see i i only watched like five minutes of the golden Globes, so i I didn't to, like, watch see... it i just saw this on oh. i saw on instagram like people talking oh. about
0: the golden globes
1: yeah, I wanted to like see how it was structured and how they were doing it and then I was like, okay, I'm good. Cuz you usually watch all the Oscar movies, right? I try to, and I'm go- I'm going to. But um it's going to be easier this year because most of them are just available on streaming stuff. Um the Oscars, I just looked it up. The Oscars are April 25th. Oh, okay. Have they announced the nominations? I'm just looking that up too. Um, I feel like No. They oh, okay. they have the pro- predicted nominees um but not the true nominations yeah yeah
0: i feel like once we get into the movies that we are talking about you will listener you will become aware that my tastes are far too lowbrow to be oscar nominated so i feel like i never see any of the things that are
1: nominated (laughs) i don't think i'm particularly highbrow but this is one area i make an effort in (laughs) um as i'm like eating my like fake cheese on the couch with like (laughs) With like terrible soda. I don't know. No, you know what I really miss? This is random. I miss movie food. I miss love what is that stupid Coke machine that you love. Oh my god, I love it. That I will never be over how much I love that. Um it's like a um like a video game for your soda. It's so funny
0: because you did a sponsored post for this years ago. And I feel like you got you got people shit were for so it. mad and people I'm like, were really, no oh, it's my favorite people thing. were really mad and i i every time i go to the movie with you i'm like yeah like <laughs> you don't
1: know the joy that grace derives from this stupid machine no but the the williamsburg movie theater doesn't have one the um, williamsburg movie theater sucks it does but so guys it's this thing and i think it's from coke at least it was from coke when i did a sponsored post about it but what i love about it is you can select, you press all these buttons and you can select what kind of soda you want. And you can mix stuff up. Like you can put like Minute Maid in with the Diet Coke. You can, and I only drink Diet Coke at the movies. Like I never drink. You sound so- like a teenage boy right now. Oh my God. And they have, oh my God. And they have, what's my, what is that soda? I can't even remember it right now. What is that soda I love? Um. Oh, Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh, root beer. This is like very funny because I literally don't drink soda in real life, but I, Like when I go to the movies, it's like I become a different person and I have to have my pretzel bites with nacho cheese and some sort of disgusting diet soda. You know, the only kind
0: of soda that I like, I like an annual ginger ale.
1: That's funny. I I have like a quarterly diet Coke.
0: I like a, I like an annual ginger ale.
1: I like ginger ale if I am sick or if I'm hungover.
0: I mean, I do too, but I never have it. Yeah. But I feel like once a year, I'm just like – usually not even if I'm sick or hungover. It'll just be like in the middle of the day and I'll be like, I need a ginger ale today. Today is the day. Yeah. So what have you been watching
1: movie-wise lately? Okay. So I watched Minari. I've never um, heard of that. Oh, it is so good. So Minari is – I think it's a Korean herb that you can like cook with or eat. Um but it's about this Korean family that moves to the U.S. in the 80s. And it's really, really heartwarming. It's kind of like about the bonds of family and what home really means. Um, it was very, very sweet. It was, you know, there was one scene that was really upsetting. Like, not like a trigger warning or anything. But the ending was still just like so heartfelt and, and sweet. I, I really liked Minari. I think it's maybe my favorite movie I've seen yet. It is a little slow. Like, it's not something, it's not because you know, I love my like action and mystery and stuff. This is just like a sweet, really well shot film about this Korean family and this farm that they create and family. And there's a crazy grandmother. It's good. I've never even heard
0: of that. Where do I, where do I listen? Where do I listen to Um, it? Where do I watch
1: it? So I would Google it because what I did was what. I actually didn't execute this. Um, my friend John came over, and we and he got us tickets. So what happens is you can buy a ticket somewhere on the web, on the internet, um, and you get like a window. So our window was like four to eight p.m. was to watch it, and that was our ticket. And then we oh, streamed it onto my TV.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that's gotten rave reviews. Everything I've seen has been saying that that's like a really strong contender for an Oscar. Okay. Um, the other movie that I loved, did you see this Promising
0: Young Woman? No, but I've heard it's so good. I want to watch it. I'm I don't know why I'm being cheap about this, but I, I got sticker shock when I saw that it was twenty dollars. And even though yeah. I've heard that it's so good and, you know, like the myriad of ways that I blow twenty dollars in a week, like I don't know why I'm getting up and not up in arms, and I don't know why I'm getting sensitive
1: about this. Um, but no, I haven't brought myself to watch it yet, but I really want to. So I Loved it. It was like there was parts that were like a little slow and maybe could have been cut out, but um, very million. Oh, sorry. I did. I this don't know. Book. I I no, I don't I'm, know that we did. Now I'm self-conscious. It's, the name of the movie, if we didn't say it, is "Promising Young Woman," and um, you can watch this one on Apple, and it is. I think it is still twenty dollars. Um, I watched it with Alex when we did our staycation at the um at the Equinox Hotel. And it was just really fun to watch, like a, a current movie, and and splurge on the, and we split it, so it was only ten dollars each. You but split it. <laughs> I know she she bought it, and I Venmoed her ten bucks. Um. Anyways, it was, it's very feminist, and the ending is epic. The ending is so good. Okay. Like you need you need to watch it because I think you would love the ending so much.
0: I'm sure I would. I I will definitely watch it at some point. I mean, I'll have to. I'll have to get over my twenty dollar thing. Maybe I'll watch it this weekend.
1: It's a good one. The other one was um, I watched Nomadland on Hulu, and I have to tell you, I fell asleep um, midway through, and I I I watched so I missed like probably ten minutes, like taking a mini nap. It's really slow. I'm glad I watched it because I do love Francis McDormand, and I liked the theme. Like it's about this group of I think they're all in their sixties and seventies, and they all um, lost their retirement in the 2008 recession. And so they decide to become nomads. So they travel all all around the West doing like odd jobs, like working for Amazon and working in restaurants and things. And I think it was a great movie, but it I was just less interested in it. Oh, I haven't even heard of this, honestly. Um, that one, it's gotten a lot of buzz. It's like all over Hulu. Okay. Um, and that is also one of the Oscar contenders. Okay. My last one is Fake Famous and that's on HBO Max. And I just, um, I found it really interesting. And if I separate myself from the industry and the fact that this is what I do, I found it just like objectively enjoyable. But I felt like it they didn't really quite understand the influencer space and they really normalized a lot of things that shouldn't be normalized, like buying engagement and bots and buying followers. Um, and I know that that was kind of what they were trying to do like as an experiment to see if they could make three average people into influencers. But I just like kind of took away a yucky message because there are those of us who are trying so hard to just build an organic, engaged, authentic following. And I just think it it felt a little icky.
0: I haven't watched this. I've heard nothing but bad things, although I will say that it's from a biased audience because it's the only people that I know who've watched it are influencers who hated it.
1: Um, that's why I try and separate myself from it and say, like, if I wasn't in this space, I would have probably liked it more. But then I also worry that somebody who isn't in this space watches it and is like, oh, yeah, all these people just buy their audience and buy these likes and buy these comments. And yeah. That's just not true.
0: Yeah. Mine are what's your all list? in a very different vein. Mine are all young adult. Apparently, I am on a young adult movie bender.
1: Okay. I don't know what any of these are except for the
0: middle one. Okay, so the first one, oh, my God, you have to watch it. It's the best movie I've seen in a while. It's called Ma- The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. I it's, want something light tonight, so maybe. It's medium light. Okay. I cried. Um, I could use a good cry. Okay, I think. yeah, watch it. Oh, it's on Amazon. And okay. I haven't heard that much about it. And it's basically, um, oh, so it's written by, the screenplay is written by Lev Grossman, who wrote The Magicians, <gasps> and yeah. And um the premise is this teenage boy is stuck in a time loop. So it's like Groundhog's Day where he relives the same day over and over. And he's been in it for, I don't know, like 800 days or something. And yeah. um so he's just like stuck in this small town living the same day over and over. And then he meets a girl who is trapped in the same time loop. And so oh. they keep... And they remember each other, like, even when it resets, yeah. like, they, they're they awake and everyone else is asleep, basically.
1: Did you watch Palm Springs this summer? So I tried to watch Palm Springs, and I didn't like it. I turned it off. OK, good, because I didn't like Palm Springs. I think that it was my state of mind during quarantine when we were, we were like, in the state of, like, hopelessness, where we just didn't know if things were going to get better. And it was like we'd been locked inside. And I felt like I was living in a time loop, like, every day was yeah. the exact same. So it it was a little, like, triggering.
0: It's very different um, tonally.
1: Like, it's okay. not funny.
0: It's more sweet. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's, like, it's very pure. It's very I can't pure. wait.
1: That's what I want. I want something, like, pure and sweet to watch tonight. Will you, I'm going to do it. Will you
0: report back to me?
1: I will. I will. Okay. I'll, I'll send you live text message updates. Okay.
0: Because I, I watched this, and I just was, like, it was one of those things where I just felt like, oh, my gosh, this deserves all the hype in the world, and I haven't heard that much about it. Yeah. So I watched that, loved it. I also watched Always and Forever, Lara Jean, which is the third movie in the To All the Boys I Loved Before series.
1: Wait, I'm confused. How did you see the third one? It's on Netflix. It came out on Valentine's Day. I, I watched that. I think I thought it
0: was the second one. No, the second one was when she is with John Ambrose and they're at the nursing home. Oh, this was the third one. Yeah, this was the third one.
1: Oh, I didn't read the other books. I just read the first book. With I you. didn't read the other books either, so it was a surprise. Okay. But I loved this. I I did too. It was so sweet. I think I
0: actually liked the third one better than the second one, maybe. I would agree. Um and it was I just, totally forgot about the second one. It was such a perfect um it was such a perfect conclusion to this series of movies, and it was so well done, and oh, I loved it. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I liked it a lot too. I forgot to add that to my list, but I I was going to do it to like as like a background working thing. Like sometimes I'll be editing photos and I'll just like throw on a movie and I like put down what I was doing and watch the whole thing like without background stuff.
0: I also think those movies are just so beautiful, like the cinematography, like the color usage and like the set design. Yes. I I I really those movies really
1: There's uh, always do like something some for me. Bright pops of color. Yeah. Yeah. Like the turquoise in her bedroom and the ye- and the bright yellow. Yeah. And it was in her outfits. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then I watched Moxie, which just came out. It's also on Netflix. And this is – it's directed by Amy Poehler. And it's based off of a book. And it's about a teen girl. So Amy Poehler is the mom. And it's about her daughter who is – not very popular at this like public high school and she ends up starting this zine that then starts a like feminist movement at her high school oh and okay so it was good it was good it wasn't great but the whole time i watched it with rachel and the whole time i just kept looking over and i was like i'm so happy this exists like it was such a good message and it was such like it was so much better than obviously the movies that we had when we were teenagers that were so misogynistic. And I texted my friend Peter like midway through who has a um, a tween daughter, like anyone who has a daughter who's like middle school, high school age, because it's, I don't know. I mean, who I'm not an authority on what would be appropriate for a middle schooler, but it didn't strike me as very inappropriate. Like you could watch it younger and it just had such a great message. It was oh. so feminist and I was like – I was so happy that it existed.
1: See, now I have two movies I want to watch. You say that you didn't have you didn't have much to bring to the table, but I think you actually had a lot. I just have teen movies to enthusiastically endorse. I, I'm into that. We've got, so we've got a little of everything here. We've got a couple of Oscar noms. We've got some weird documentaries and we've got some good teen stuff. Yeah. So – I can't watch like a heavy-duty movie every night. No. Like – I need some light stuff, too. I
0: can't watch a heavy-duty movie ever. (laughs) You know what else I endorse? What? Night. Let's take a break to talk about a sponsor. What a transition, Becca. Thank you. Thank you so much. So today's episode is sponsored by Knight, the makers of our all-time favorite pillow, the basically the only face mask I wear at this point, and the eye mask that I wear every single night to sleep. But today, we want to talk to you about a product that is newer to us, which is the dual-sided skincare pillowcase.
1: Yes. So in case you're new here, we both absolutely love our sleep. And if you spend eight hours a night sleeping, that means that you are spending a third of your life asleep, which means your pillowcase is the thing that your, your face spends the most time in contact with. So I hadn't really thought about it like that before, but your pillowcase is really important to your skincare routine. So this pillow has two sides um, that you're going to use depending on your skin type. So the first side, and this is the side that I prefer, is made of 100%
0: mulberry silk, and it's designed for normal or dry skin. And so if you're concerned about fine lines, wrinkles, dehydrated skin, or hair breakage, or if you just want to maximize the efficacy of your night cream, this side of the pillow is for you. And the other thing I'll say is that you don't need to only sleep on one side. like You can switch it depending on how your skin is feeling that day. Um, And as we've talked about before, since silk is non-absorbent,
1: it's going to keep your moisturizer on your face instead of being absorbed into your pillowcase. I tend to switch things up because I'm such a hot sleeper, but I also have dry skin. Um, That second side is made out of 100% rayon from bamboo to wick moisture and oil and help balance normal or oily skin. So if you're concerned about breakouts or skin irritations, this is the side that you want to use. Also, if you're a hot sleeper, um, it's highly sweat absorbent, which wicks excess moisture away from your skin. I
0: just feel like we talk so much about the lotions and potions that we put on our skin, but then we don't talk about our pillowcase, which is just as important. It touches your face all night. So to me, this is such an easy swap to make, and it comes in three colors to match your bedding. It comes in white champagne and gunmetal, and very importantly, it is machine
1: washable. Yes. If you're ready to try it, we have an amazing offer for just for Bad on Paper listeners. So you can buy one skincare pillowcase and get one free. Head to discovernight.com and use code BOP to buy one, get one free. Again, that's discovernight.com and use code BOP to buy one, get one free on the skincare pillowcase. We're also going to link the pillowcase in the show notes to make it really easy to find. So let's get back to our our diversions and pop culture. I feel like we both really love a good rabbit hole. Who doesn't love a good rabbit hole? Tell me that. I know. I'm, we mentioned this before. We both loved the Britney Spears documentary. Um, I've been reading anything I possibly can. Airmail, um, which is Graydon Carter's new, new-ish site, had a great um, podcast episode about it. They also did um, – they had a few really good articles about her. Have you listened to any of the podcasts? No. So I got into this rabbit hole,
0: I don't know, like early-ish in quarantine. And it was the podcast that got me into it. And so I feel like the most popular one is the the people that they interviewed in the documentary. And it's called um, Britney's Gram. And I feel like that's kind of like the best known one. But I actually listened to a different one. I listened to this one called Eat, Pray, Britney. And um, I think it's still releasing, but if you go back and if you listen to the first 10 episodes of Eat Pray Britney, they give and I I think the first episodes are from like they're from t- 2019. And um they give you a very good overview of like the history and what's happened and they um they they do a reading of I guess Lynn Spears wrote a book at some point, so they like talk about Lynn Spears's book. Um and they you know, interview all all sorts of Britney
1: experts, but i I thought that one was really really good to get caught up. Interesting. I'm gonna have to. Maybe that's gonna be what I listen to tomorrow during the workday. Yeah. So or my walk, if I go for a walk. So I feel like I was already kind of in
0: this rabbit hole, but then the documentary just like stirred me all up again. It's really ridiculous, I, especially in the. I mean, there's a bunch of things about it that are ridiculous. Um. But, you know, I, I guess if you compare what is happening to Britney to what is happening to other male celebrities, like I think of Kanye West, for example, it's really crazy that Brittany is in this conservatorship and, you know, being told that she can't make any of her own decisions, even though she's still being worked and like used to make money. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's also gross. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Who am I to opine on what – you know, I don't know the state of her medical history or her health, but I'm just like, ooh, like, I just want somebody other than her dad to be in charge of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He just seems so sleazy. It's very, it feels a little misogynistic, right? Yeah, no, it does. But also it feels like her dad,
0: which is also effed up, like, just doesn't have her best interests at no. heart. Where, like, a stranger would at least be objective versus, like – I don't know.
1: Her dad is. It's like Kanye doesn't have to get conservatorship by by his mom. Well, his mom died, so. Oh. See, I really know nothing about pop culture.
0: <laughs> so,
1: yes. So just, just <laughs> ignore me. Um, this is why I need to research these things. They so just sound like an idiot. <laughs>
0: no, no. But the podcast, you should listen to either of them. I I okay. can only speak to Eat, Pray, Britney,
1: but um, there's I'm, a lot you- of good Britney canon. You see me writing all this down, right? I do. Yeah. I see you taking notes. Um, And then what about Anna? Uh,
0: Anna Delvey. So I I don't know. I was talking to somebody else about this and they had no idea what I was talking about. So like quick recap. We've definitely talked about Anna before. So she was the fake heiress who um, was like pulling that scam in New York where she was living at 11 Howard at the hotel. And Trying to start this like foundation that was a total scam. And um there was was it an L article or a what magazine was that? Oh, I
1: don't remember. But it was so juicy. And I remember I think you sent it to me and was like, look at this.
0: Yeah, it was like there was this article for a major women's magazine where basically she had invited she'd become friends with this reporter, she invited her on this trip and ended up sticking her with the bill that was like forty thousand dollars. Um, And she eventually went to jail. I I don't know what specifically it was that sent her to jail. Um, She was only in jail for like two years. And in the meantime, Netflix bought her life rights. And there's two shows. Shonda Rhimes is developing a show. And Lena Dunham is developing a show about her. So she's like very infamous in some ways. But she just got out of jail last month and has been on a social media tear. And Grace and I cannot look away, which I feel very conflicted about.
1: I know. I know. I don't like want to support her. And I also don't want to. I never like to like make another human being into a, a spectacle. But here we are. <laughs> we are locked down and um, I'm, I'm intrigued. I just want to see what she's going to do next. I mean, I don't think you need to feel bad about that because she certainly wants the
0: attention. Um, that is true. So I don't think you have to worry about that part. It's like but it's like reinforcing bad behavior i guess that i feel kind of strange about but she's i'm so fascinated she seemingly is living in a new hotel she's like unpacking all of her luxury goods that she has from before jail she's like going out on the town and like she's teasing all the things that she is going on and i'm like yeah i'm fucking here for this
1: She's also not socially distancing whatsoever. No, I, I mean, she I has, wonder like, if she already got over the hotel. I wonder if she already got vaccinated when she was in jail. Oh, maybe because in
0: some states, and I don't know what it is in New York, they were vaccinating prison populations because of the close quarters.
1: I mean, that makes that makes sense. So Do maybe I mean she's already vaccinated. Get a Who knows?
0: Um, I can't yeah. stop though. I I'm just like, I,
1: I and I'm also I'm so excited for these shows. I cannot wait for these shows. We both loved um my friend Anna the book. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're
0: into this rabbit hole yeah. too, and you haven't read the book, my friend Anna, it's by the, the magazine reporter who she scammed, and I can't remember her name right now to save my life. I can't either, but it's a great book. Yeah, it's really good. How about TV? TV, I've been doing a little better. My recommendations on TV are a mixed bag because I feel like some of them are positive and some of them are negative. Same. So we watched Firefly Lane together. Loved.
1: Loved. It was so sweet. I loved their friendship so much. I mean, you know that I love a female friendship book, movie,
0: story of any kind. And I like I love that it was told over the course of many years and they had this like pretty imperfect friendship. Um I loved it. I loved it. I never read the book. I did buy the book. So I will read it at some point. But I was so into the show. Yeah,
1: I love it so much.
0: I don't I kind of have a distaste for Katherine Heigl. So it was really I liked it a ton in spite of going into it with kind of like a sour taste in my mouth.
1: Yeah, I don't really like her either. And I feel bad not liking her. I can't tell what it is. I think it's I think I don't know. I just I liked her in this, though. I'm I'm rooting for her. I want her to make her come back. I feel like she went through some difficult stuff by being branded as difficult to work for, which like that just made me sad for her.
0: I don't remember any of it in enough detail to have an opinion, but loved that. I also I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast at all. I watched Bling Empire, which is really funny because I have a blanket rule that I never I don't watch any reality TV. I've never watched an episode of The Bachelor I don't watch any of the Housewives. I have seen some of the Housewives before, but I don't watch them. Like I just I don't watch reality TV. It's not because I'm too good for it. It's because I, I really think it's a gateway drug. And if I were to watch one, the band-aid would be off and I would watch them all. And I just don't have time for that.
1: Yeah. I don't watch The Housewives, but I do watch Southern Charm and sometimes I watch The Bachelor. But
0: anyway, for for whatever reason, Rachel and I were last month we were like sitting around on a Friday night and we couldn't figure out what to watch. We were in the Netflix hole and we were like, let's try Bling Empire. And so I thought that it was – so it's about um, all of these Asian – these very wealthy Asian Americans. And I didn't realize that it was Americans. I thought that it was going to be like crazy rich Asians and set in Singapore or Hong Kong. Um, But it's set in the U.S. and – I mean, I guess reality TV is designed to suck you in, but, like, it worked.
1: I watched the first episode and it didn't suck me in. Oh, really? Yeah. I was watching it as a background show, though, so that could have been why. Maybe it's a low bar. There was this um, older woman
0: in it who was like, oh, my God, she was such good TV. She was such good TV. Um, she was my, definitely my favorite character. But anyway. And then... Um, We watched. We started watching Flack together. How did you? Where did you net out on Flack?
1: I want to watch more.
0: Oh, I watched. I finished it. It's only five episodes. Oh, you did. Yeah,
1: I only watched one episode with you. Um, so I
0: watched that, and it's okay. It's um, Anna. I really
1: Anna Paquin. Anna Anna Paquin.
0: It's Anna Paquin, and she's an American living in the UK, working for like. A PR fixer agency that works with celebrities who are having crises, and it was very salacious. It was okay. I I don't know. I was out of TV, so I like I definitely like yeah gleefully watched it, but it wasn't that great. And then um, I've I've been trying to watch Mr. Mayor, which is Tina Fey's new show that she created, maybe wrote. Um and it's with Ted uh Ted Danson who I love. Um and it is not good, which is disappointing. Oh, no. I keep trying to give it more time because I I love the people involved. It has Bobby Moynihan in it. Like it has a lot of people surrounding it that I really like and um I'm it's not good. Oh. But the first so Thirty Rock is like one of my favorite TV shows. It's like my comfort show. Mm-hmm. And um I didn't start watching it at the very beginning and so I I can't vouch for the feeling but like the the first episode of that got like totally panned so i'm like oh maybe it'll find its footing i mean i've seen the first the first season of it but there was the second season directly to follow so it wasn't like oh you have to like stick with this on a week-to-week basis the same way that you would a new show anyway um and then i watched the other night i watched it all in one night they're very short have you seen bonding i have not so, I watched Bonding, which is a show about a pair of best friends, um, a girl and a man who is gay. And they went to high school together. They were best friends and um, they kind of have become estranged and are coming back together. And um, she is a dominatrix. Uh, she's in grad school for psychology and she's a dominatrix. And he becomes her assistant. And it's like, it's like a, comedy. It's like very it's a very raunchy, dark comedy. And um I watched the first season all in one night and it was like very entertaining. Oh, okay. Very that entertaining. Great. And then um do you know what I want to watch? Have you been following all of the drama around Superstore? No. So I've never watched Superstore. I've never seen an episode What is of-
1: Superstore? It's a sitcom, so you probably wouldn't be into oh, it. I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> Um, but I don't like you. I don't like funny things. It's a
0: sitcom with America Ferrera, and it's been on for like six years or something. Like it's been on for okay. a while. I honestly, I do not know anyone who has watched it. I don't know anyone who likes it. But it got canceled. Um, it's either in its final season or its final season like just ended. And um, last month, it went on Netflix on in every geography other than the U.S. and. Now everyone is, like, up in arms because they're like, this show is so good. How did it get canceled and how, why didn't I discover it before? So I really want to watch it. But now I have the conundrum of it was released on Netflix everywhere but the U.S. So I haven't actually gone through the trouble of figuring out how to watch it. But it's set at, like, a a Walmart – it's, like, about the employees at, like, a Walmart-style store. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know. Like, I just – I think about Shit's Creek, which was such a sleeper hit that like nobody discovered until it had been out for like three or four seasons. And I'm like, oh, is this the next Shit's Creek? So I'm very intrigued
1: by that. Yeah, yeah. But what about you? So have you heard about Lady in the Dale? Only through you. So I feel like you would really like this, but it is um, it's like a documentary style. So this is on HBO Max. And this is um, it's the story of Elizabeth Carmichael. And she is. A wild con artist. It's it's all it's all true. I mean, it's a documentary, so of course it's true. But it takes place in the seventies. It's by the Duplass brothers. Oh, I love the Duplass brothers. Yes, I know you love them. So, um, and it's about and she's a con artist. She develops this three wheeled car, um, in the middle of the energy crisis where everyone is like looking to figure out how to save costs on gas. I am not all the way through with it, so I don't know how it ends. Obviously, we know it ends badly, but um. It also deals with, um, sorry. It also it she also is trans. This is hitting a lot of
0: um. This is hitting a lot of a yeah, lot so of she, buttons for me. In so a good way. So we talk.
1: We learn about her family life and transitioning, like during the seventies too, which is like that it was far less common then. So I just I ate this up. I've only seen I think half of the episodes so far, but it's very very good. And the way that it's it's done is really engaging and just interesting like there's a lot of like I wouldn't call them illustrations but it's like the the, the, the way that they laid it out was like they, they almost did like some cartoons and like drawings and things and like used photos to make animations it's okay, good I think, I think you would really like it um because I know that we both just love a con so much I love a con I love the Duplass brothers like yeah. sev- I don't usually like historical
0: tv shows but I feel like the 70s is a era that I enjoy yeah
1: it's really good. Um, the next one is Behind Her Eyes. And I read the book, so I knew what the ending was. And I would say skip the book and watch the TV show if, you, if you're if you between either. It's a thriller. It was fun because so many people messaged me that I had to watch it. And I was like, oh, but I've already read the book. But then, you know, out of TV. So I was like, sure, why not? And I think this is only five episodes. But it deals with a woman um, and she becomes – an assistant to the psychologist and she ends up having an affair with him. Um, And it's kind of about, but she also befriends his wife and it's ultra creepy. Um, The like, just the dynamics between the three of them. But I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's something you can watch in like a single night. If you, if you want to.
0: Okay. That doesn't sound like it's for me.
1: It's not for you. No, but I think that our thriller loving listeners will enjoy this. The other thing is um, Tell Me Your Secrets, which I can't wait to watch. I was originally going to watch this tonight, but now I think I want to watch The um, the Map of Tiny Perfect things. Oh, my God. Please watch it. I will. Um, this one is with Lily Robb, and Alex recommended it to me. She's like, you're going to love this. It's just like sharp objects. Okay, and so it, it's a murder show again. Yeah, it's it's murdery. It's I'm only one episode in, but Lily Robb's character, we know that she's been in jail and we know that she's in the witness protection program and that she's been told to, like, not try and help young girls anymore. And basically that's all I know so far. But it's dark and it feels like it's going to be oh, this show was the that, one that I really love. This was the one that Alex was texting about
0: yes. the, last weekend.
1: Yes. I'm with exactly. you now. Okay. So I only saw one episode, but I really liked it. Okay. Um, I already talked about Lupin, but just throwing it back out there. That I never is, finished that. I need to go back to that. Oh, it's so good. That one was like really fast paced and like about this, this, um, this, the the son trying to avenge his father um, and there's also like a, a con heist thing, also, also a con heist thing. Loved it. And then lastly, I've only seen two episodes of this one, um, Money Heist, and it's a Spanish show that's been dubbed and there are several seasons of this. So Alex and I started it one night and then I have abandoned it, but I want to get back. Is it well-dubbed? Very well-dubbed. I feel like yeah.
0: Lupin is the first show that I've watched that is dubbed where it really didn't bother me. Like, it was really yeah. well-dubbed
1: in a way that I haven't seen before. I felt the same way about Lupin. I think Lupin was dubbed a little bit better than Money Heist, but I think it was still really good. Because I've there's definitely been shows in the past that I've
0: tried to watch, and I just like – because of the dubbing, not because of the show or the content, I just like couldn't handle it.
1: Yeah, I hear that.
0: Um, What about like podcasts and stuff? So I still have not been listening to very many podcasts. I have a huge podcast backlog of things that I really want to listen to, but I haven't. I just – since quarantine, my podcast listening time was always commuting into the city, being on the subway, walking around in the city, whereas it was like my doing stuff, walks and trips versus now when I leave my house and I go for a walk, like I – I want it to decompress. So I don't like to have somebody talking in my ears. I prefer to listen to music. So I just have not been listening to that many podcasts. But I did start a new podcast last week that I'm very into. So um, it's a new fiction podcast called Sorry, Charlie Miller. And it's only on Audible, which is kind of annoying. So you have to have a subscription to Audible, which I currently do because I, I'm i like trapped in the subscription. Because I have to use all my credits to get out of it, but then I don't I don't need any audiobooks anyway. I'm just like in this cycle. Anyway. Yeah. So it's um it's like a comedy heist podcast. It's with um it very star-studded. It's with Zachary Quinto and Michelle Buteau are the leads. And then Jesse Tyler Ferguson is in it. Um Ashley Benson is in it. Like it's very star-studded, and it's really funny. It's about a um, D-list reality star from like a trashy reality show like from like a um, 90 day fiance style show oh. um, who goes missing and then Zachary Quinto and Michelle Buteau are the police officers who are trying to find her and okay. very well done I mean if you listen to rom-com it's it's very different tonally and subject matter wise but if you're like Maybe you're like, hey, I'm into fiction podcasts. Like, highly recommend
1: this one. It's well done. OK. What about you? You have a whole list of new podcasts. Yeah, I feel like more people have been launching cool podcasts. So um, the airmail podcast isn't new, but it's called Morning Meeting. And it's only half an hour. And it's definitely more highbrow than me and probably you too. But I feel like I like like learning about cool new things that maybe I, I'll, I'll be into. Um, and our, my friend Ashley is one of the co-hosts. So that's fun. The next one is Well Suited, which is a fashion podcast with Nikki and Lola Ogunaki, and it is so good. I love the sister dynamic. They have really good chemistry as hosts, and they interview really interesting people. And my favorite episode is actually when they interview each other, but it's it's very, very good. They both have like incredible style, incredible careers, and I just like learning more about them. This is one that's
0: on my list that's like in my backlog of yeah.
1: podcasts that I, I want to get to, but I just keep... Adding to the list. The next one is a specific episode. It's um you know Aliza Licht, who's been on our podcast mm-hmm. before and is a friend of ours. Um, she has a podcast. I think it's her podcast is called Leave Your Mark, right? Yeah, the same as the book. After her book. Yeah. And she had Donald Robertson on and I am just such a fan of his art and his work and You know that that's not his does. last name, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Donald Robertson. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. But but he also Goes by Donald Robertson Draw. So it's D-R-A-W. But his real last name is Robertson. Yeah. Um, and his Instagram is Donald Drobertson. Um, Which, as I say it very fast, it sounds very similar. But I know that it's not his last name. <laughs> but, uh, um, oh, I would love to listen to that. I, I love following him on Instagram. Yeah. And I love his art. He has a cool life. And he talks about the beauty industry and, like, the early days, like, working at Mac. And I just – I really enjoyed it, and the last one is an, another friend of ours and past podcast guest in Philly, Joe Piazza. Um, she has a new podcast called "Under the Influencer," which is all about the mommy blogging world. And um, I've only watched two and a half episodes of it, but I like it, and I think that she, from at least from everything that I've heard so far, takes a really thoughtful approach to. The influencer industry, unlike, say, like, Fake Famous, for example. I Like, she's respectful.
0: I listened to the first episode of this, and I really liked it. And um, I was really interested in it because it was so journalistic, which is her background, um, as opposed to, I don't know what the opposite of journalistic would be, but it was very, like, thoughtful and well-researched and and talking to experts and, like, taking it seriously. And I really Mm -hmm. liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's take another quick ad break. I want to talk to you about Prose, which is the world's most personalized hair care. So I just started in on my third bottle of my custom formula shampoo and conditioner, and I am more obsessed than ever. So I've been using Prose since I think last June, and it's the real deal. It's so funny. So recently, whenever I post Instagram stories where I'm talking to the camera, even though it's definitely not the topic that I'm talking about, I get so many comments about my hair. And one of those times I had air dried my hair and I air dried it in a bun. So it wasn't just like regular air dry. And um, I was floored that it looked as good as it did. But people were like, oh, your hair looks so good. And I have never been able to air dry my hair. Like, In fact, when I turned 34 this year, I joked that it was my resolution to learn how to air dry my hair. And I guess I accidentally kind of did. But I deserve no credit at all. Like, Prose has just changed my hair in a really positive way. So if you haven't heard me talk about it before, here's how it works. So you take an in-depth hair quiz, and you tell them all about your hair, your lifestyle, and your hair goals, and they create a custom formula just for you. So with their algorithm, there are over 50 billion, that's billion with a B, unique formula combinations. So when I say it's custom, it is truly custom. So they find the unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact hair concerns. So I told pros that I wanted to go longer between washes, have less frizz when I air dry my hair, and improve my overall hair health. And they have delivered on all fronts. It's shinier, it's healthier, less frizz. And I'm also noticing that I can go three to four days without reaching for dry shampoo, whereas before I was like a second day necessity. And I also have to say it's the best smelling shampoo I've ever used. I use the Corsica scent, and it is really good. And I also love that when you reorder, they have a review and refine feature. So you tell them how your shampoo and conditioner performed relative to your goals, and they'll tweak your next bottle to make it even better. So really, the longer you use it, the better it gets. And it's risk-free. If you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they'll take the products back, no questions asked. So PROSE is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash B-O-P. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash B-O-P for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off. All right, Grace. Back to our, our last
1: distraction category. Other stuff, well, question other mark. Other stuff. It's, it's very official. It's <laughs> official. It's official. <laughs> it's official. official. It's official. <laughs> Um yeah, I didn't know what to call this. I just put things that I liked. And I only have one thing. So you could have just called this Aminatu's newsletter. I have we could call this we could call this category Aminatu's newsletter. We <laughs> know we um, could call it newsletters in general. <laughs> our friend Aminatu has an amazing newsletter. It's called Creme de la Creme. I can't recommend signing up enough. She I think there's Wednesdays and Fridays. I think if you don't pay for it, you only get one. But, um, I think it's seventy dollars for the year. I believe in always supporting fellow content creators, so I signed up as a paying a paying member. but, um, it's great because she includes like little poetry and like inspiring bits, little tweets, like links to articles that I wouldn't have found on my own. um It's just really well done. She's a really good curator, yeah, I've been really enjoying this one
0: too. It's like become one of my favorite like destination reading newsletters that I look out for in my inbox.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because the other one that I really look out for is Ann Friedman's and the two of them mm-hmm. host Call Your Girlfriend together.
0: Yeah. I also – I went on a newsletter subscribing spree in January too and I started paying for a bunch of Substacks. stacks. And um, do you get Roxanne Gay's The Audacity? I don't. Okay. So I really like that. It's it's in the same vein as as Ann Friedman's. So there's like roundups of articles and – um, different stories she's watching. She also has a segment where she rounds up funny tweets or memes. And they're she's a very good curator. They're very funny. She has a book club. Um, but I've been really enjoying Roxanne Gay's newsletter. I subscribe to a newsletter called Agents and Books by Kate McKean. And she is a publishing, like a literary agent. And um, she has all sorts of advice on writing, on getting your book published. So since that's one of my goals this year... Um, I've been really enjoying it, and she does a Tuesday and a Thursday. The Thursday is the paid one, and Tuesday is kind of just like a column that she writes, and then the Thursday one is a Q&A. So I've been really enjoying that. And then um, I just need to plug it again because – so Alicia Ramos, when she was a guest, told us about Internet Brunch, and it has become my go-to. It's, a it's daily, really good. It's a daily newsletter. I'm almost – I'm almost reluctant to talk about it because I feel like it's where I find the funny or current things that I send my friends. So now they're going to know. Yeah. Although most of my friends don't listen to the podcast, so maybe they won't know. Now I'll know who knows. <laughs> um. But oh my God, Internet Brunch is my favorite. It's like a Gen Z newsletter of links to like things that are happening on the internet and celebrity culture and random stuff.
1: I get it too, things too, But I think some of it goes a little over my head. Oh, I love it. I love it.
0: Should we get out of this topic and into our end matter, which is also things we like? Not a lot of
1: differentiation here. I know. I know. Do you have an Instagram obsession this week? I don't. I didn't follow anyone new this week. What about you? I have a good one. Um, Nellie Diamond and Hill House. So I bought the nap dress. I wanted to see what it was all about. And I posted an honest review to my stories. I had a lot of good things to say, but also I was upset that there was no pockets And, um, Nellie then DM'd me and was like, Hey, like, this is why there's no pockets. Like, thanks for talking about the dress. She wasn't defensive or mean about it at all. Like she just gave me all these interesting talking points and I saved them to my Instagram under highlights, um, for nap dress, because I was getting so many questions about the nap dress, but I just, I really, I really respect her and just thought she handled it so gracefully and was, um, I don't know. I was just really impressed by her.
0: I saw your, um your comments. And I, I think it's always so interesting to hear about the materials considerations and like, I don't know, just the trade secrets that we wouldn't know about when she was talking about like fabric weight and how that changed the drape of the dress or like actual cost of fabrics. Like I just, I, I love all that inside baseball stuff. And I like that she took the time to explain it
1: to you. And she, she was so thoughtful. And also, um, it was interesting because, like, a re- I was thinking, oh well, maybe I'll buy the black one, and then a reader was like, "Don't get the black one; the quality is terrible." And she was like, "That's actually so funny because the black fabric is our most expensive fabric." I'm, I've been eyeing that one that you showed me
0: that Katie Sterino has that sold out—the green one.
1: Well, I asked her about it. I'm like, "Are you bringing the green one back?" And she was like, "No, it was limited edition." Oh,
0: but never mind.
1: Yeah, I wanted that one too. Never mind. Yeah. Which So it just transitions that my my obsession this week is the nap dress. I got a blue one with like a, a little bit of silver in it. And then I also got this um, cream one with like gold details. It's like a thicker brocade one. And it's so pretty.
0: Um, I liked them. I, I'm not sure how I feel about how it would look on me. But I think it would look good on you. We'll see. I'm not into summer clothing yet. I'm still in airy loungewear yeah. land. Yeah. Oh,
1: airy. Airy should be our obsession.
0: It is always my obsession. Yeah. Um. So I, I kind of had a cop out for my obsession, obsession. I, if it was any other episode, I would have said that my obsession was the map of tiny perfect things because it's such a good movie and I really want people to watch it. Um, maybe I don't know if it's just me or I don't know, but it like really hit me, really liked it. But I'll give you a bonus one because I already talked about that. And the bonus one, all credit goes to Grace because I know she's very sensitive about me stealing her (laughs) skincare recommendations. So Grace – Oh, my God. The peel. The peel. So Grace told me that I needed to try this peel, and it's the Sobel Skin RX. That whole
1: brand is just amazing.
0: Well, yeah. So it's the same as the moisturizer that I was talking about last week that I'm obsessed with. And then this week in the mail, the peel came, and it's the 30% glycolic acid peel concentrate. And Grace was like – when were you telling me about this? When we were at dinner, maybe. I don't know. I think it was at dinner. She was telling me about this, and I, it was. I was kind of eye rolling. I just. I was not a believer. But I don't. So I don't know why I bought it anyway. But I did. <laughs> um, and she was like, "It's like getting Botox, and but like only for a day." And she was like, "It like smooths out your skin so much." And then she also was telling me that you you're not supposed to put moisturizer on over it. So you use it at night, and then you don't moisturize your skin. And I was like, oh, like, not that I'm great at skincare, but just that I was like, that sounds like so harsh, like put something harsh on your skin and then not moisturize. Oh, it felt so weird not to moisturize. And so I did it and I, I'm such an asshole. Like I was like, I almost did it as like a prove it to me thing. I woke up the next morning and I texted her and I was like, the peel.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I know. So it's, it's the best peel I've tried. I think you use it once a week. I'm, I'm hooked. Yeah. If you have oily or like less dry skin, you can use it twice a week. But oh. for us, because we have dry skin, we're supposed to use it once. Yeah. What, yeah. What about you? So my obsession was the nap dress. But for books, moving on to the next section, I um really didn't read much this week. I'm still reading Her Three Lives by Kate Hollihan, which is a thriller. It's like it's medium. I'm going to keep going because I'm 200 pages in. But I'm hoping it has, like, some sort of a good ending because it's it's not great so far. Okay. Um, I read two books. So um, the first one I think you
0: might like. So it's called The Girls Are Also Nice Here by Laurie Elizabeth Flynn. Do you have a copy of this? I think I got that one. So it is a – it's set at the 10-year class reunion at Wesleyan College. Um, and this girl gets, like, a threatening note in the mail about, like – I know what you did. You better come to this reunion. So she goes to the reunion and it's told partly in flashbacks of when she was in college and then partly in present day, like trying to figure out who's blackmailing her. And it very much reminds me of every boarding school book. It, but, you know, you know who's more debaucherous than boarding school kids? College kids. Oh. Like, so it's way more debauched, like okay. way more, like way more sex, way more drugs, like pretty dark. Um, yeah. And it's like a psychological thriller. And it's not yeah. my usual thing. But for whatever reason, the college reunion angle, like really interested me and um, got really into it.
1: Yeah.
0: So I read that. And then I read another book called Love Scenes by Bridget Morrissey. And this book doesn't come out until June. It comes out June 22nd. And I a lot of my reading in February was really heavy in terms of subject matter. Also in terms of length, I read I mean the Sarah J Moss book was seven hundred and fifty pages um so I was just really craving like a light, fluffy romance, and this mm-hmm. stood out to me in my pile. I was like that one, and it's a um it's a it's an enemies to lovers romance set on the on the set of a Hollywood movie. it's like a period piece. And the lead actress is from like a famous Hollywood family, and her whole family is involved in the movie, like her stepdad is directing it, her mom's in it, like so it's like a very family quirky family affair. and then like, hate to love, love story. Um, and it was very cute. It was it hit the spot. I read it in one day. It was exactly what I wanted in terms of light ro- light romance.
1: So that's what I got. If you need another book to read, why not check out our March book club pick, which is the midnight library by Matt Haig. Um, there is a trigger warning with this. Um, the main character at the very beginning, um, tries to commit suicide. So if that is a trigger for you, do not read this book, come back and join us next for next month's book club. But we both love this book so much. I would say the central theme is really around regret and, um, it's just wonderful. So, pick that up and read it with us. I'm very excited
0: to reread it and to talk about it the last Wednesday of the month.
1: I truly cannot wait to talk about
0: it. In the meantime,
1: if you are looking for
0: more of us, you can join our Facebook group. Just search Bad on Paper on Facebook. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm on Instagram at Grace Atwood, and
1: my blog is thestripe.com.
0: And I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. And my other podcast is called Romcom Pods, and I would love for you to check it out. Bye, everyone. Bye,
1: guys.